cross the street. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the stream was bad. Cross the Streams podcast, listen up segment. We've got the podcast guru, David Gunn, is back with us all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, the audio today, if you guys hear balls bouncing in the background, I'm up above. I call it the Jerry Jones Suite here at Willamette University. It's our recruiting staff meeting room. It's right above our practice gym, and the women's team is having a basketball camp. So there are balls banging around all over the place so if you hear it it gives you a real life essence of what day day in day out in college basketball coaching is uh david what's going on man what's happening man hey i'm just i'm just really excited you and i were talking about this before we started i'm just really excited to be talking to you right now through my samsung meteor mic and my iphone i finally joined the iphone generation two weeks ago You know, you are. Yeah, that's hilarious. You mentioned the blue bubble because about five of my players from my program said, "Coach, I finally got a blue screen from you on a text." And there's like ten of them now that can get a group text message from me. So they're they're in for it now because now they have to respond because they that I know they actually got the text. So so I gotta ask you, right? All these years that you fought it, you didn't want to come over to the so-called dark side, right? Right. How much Better, is it? Oh, it's not even close. Like my day to day, I honestly think I was telling my wife this. I bet I save thirty-five to forty-five minutes a day in life not fighting with my Droid phone because the iPhone <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like I'm not waiting for apps to open; they're just there. <laughs> like what? I don't. Even the it, podcast. It, it just works, and it just works, right? It just works. You're like. I think it was on your interview for one of the full episodes for Cross the Streams, and we're, we're talking with David Gunn, our podcast guru. Remember, and you had said, man, what are you doing listening to the podcast through SoundCloud or Spotify when you could just get the podcast app? And I was like, I don't even know what the hell that is. But now I have the podcast app, and it's changed everything about my listening. <laughs> Podcast, right? Any podcast, any the podcast. Most, the best episodes, most listened. Yep. So you can get a, a better variety, and you can just pull it up much easier. Yes, uh, and they the tell me when they're they're new. I don't got to go to those web pages anymore. They're just new episodes. You know, a little purple screen inside the podcast app that says two new waiting." I, I'm I'm dumbfounded by it, man. I'm oh. I'm very happy for you. Your life changed. Yes. I will say the only negative, and it's not changing my opinion that it was the right move, with my Comixology app, I can't buy the comics in the app. I can't buy the comics. It makes me, like, it's probably good for my wife's credit card because on my droid, I used to just hit buy. Like, I need the next Batman now. Buy. Now, I, got, I just hit wish list. And then I got to go to a desktop and hit buy. <laughs> That's too many steps, man. We're going to save money. <laughs> hey, let's jump into, you and I both talked about, everybody listen to the first time, listen up, our reoccurring 
uh, segment for Cross the Streams where we get David on here and we just talk about great podcasts people should be listening to. Uh, he is the podcast guru. I am a trainee in finding all these great podcasts to listen to. I don't listen to enough music anymore f- for sure. Uh, but I, I, I enjoy the podcast, Feeding the Brain. So do you want to start, David, with great stuff from people we've previously recommended, or do we want to jump into the couple? I think we only have three new ones to recommend for folks today. So let, let's go to the new ones, right? Because we only okay. got a, a couple there. Yeah. Um, and I'll kind of jump in with, with, it's not a new podcast. It's probably, it's been out forever. This guy puts out a podcast like almost every other day. But I just finally jumped in and listened to a couple episodes over the last couple of weeks. And it's Joe Rogan's podcast. He's probably one of the most popular podcasters out there. Yep. Um, you know, the Joe Rogan from uh, MMA and from, what was it, Cheer Factory. See, and that's, right? was he always MMA? Like, I remember him strictly as they're dumping snakes on you and Joe is laughing. And then suddenly he's like right. the voice of MMA. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that tie-in. I don't know that that world and how he got into that. But I know he's heavily involved uh, in, in the MMA. I'm sure your listeners out there will probably uh, DM you with kind of the, the facts here because right. I don't know what the hell we're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. But, <laughs> so what, what got me on his podcast, right? So you know, we've talked about over the last few episodes about kind of our our political scope yep. a little bit and get more interested in all that. So you know, there's there's a right-wing political pundit out there, uh, Candace Owens, right? I'm really popular with, you know, uh, being endorsed by Kanye, right? Right, and being right. endorsed by the, the, the Trump uh, presidency and, and whatnot. So I, I've been kind of following her on Twitter, right? Because I think it's always important to yeah. uh, listen to kind of, you know, both sides of the aisle when it comes right. to politics and kind of so you can form your own opinion. So I've been listening to a little bit to her, you know, she's this young African-American, very attractive um, political pundit that's, that's right-wing. So I listened to her podcast episode with Joe Rogan, right? So I'm listening to her, and I'm, I'm listening to some of her story and her background of how she was a Democrat and got over to Republican. But then her credibility just was shot. It went out the window with me, right? Because she talked about how she was in love with Jay-Z and how she was his biggest fan and this and that and how she hates him now because, you know, he endorsed this Hillary blah, blah, blah. But... You know, she said one thing that made her credibility shot, and I just, she's out the door, was she said uh, how JC's from Queens. I said, oh, oh, yeah. oh. from Queens. Everybody knows JC from Brooklyn. <laughs> she said, oh, yeah, right? Her credibility is out the door. You it is. You can claim to be a JC lover and not know that he's from Brooklyn. Right, exactly. And she has said, you know, when, when you, I remember you texted me listening to that, and you sent me some snippets of Candace Owens, and I had seen her stuff. And it, I mean, I think the, the, the things that come out of her mouth are, number one, if you heard them from some right-wing person from the South that had a different skin complexion, you'd be like, oh, that makes sense why you think that. The shock factor is when you see what Candace Owens looks like, and she's saying these Correct. things. You know, and it's, it, it, uh, Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan podcast, I think that episode you, were, you listened to was number 1,125, so he's been in the game for a while. I mean, that Trump, does that Trump, uh, the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, Rappaport, does that Trump his total? Oh, yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. This guy's been in there for a minute, and he, and he has some interesting guests, you know, yeah. but you gotta go, kind of go way back and, okay. and search them out. Uh, I've listened to a couple of his episodes, but I mean, he has people all over the spectrum, which is really cool. Yeah. Again, a lot of political type stuff, 
but he also gets MMA fighters. I mean, he gets all uh, musicians. I mean, all over the board. Um, and it's really interesting to kind of listen to his takes. I mean, he's a yeah. very kind of uh, middle down the road as far as political avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he, he's definitely not afraid to kind of speak up and challenge his guests, which yeah. is always interesting, and, and call them on their bullshit, which is which is kind of cool too. Didn't um, they get into it over climate change? Him and Candace. Oh yeah, 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 big time. I mean, and he just he destroyed her in it. <laughs> I mean, he destroyed her over climate change, uh, over climate change, and, and some of her just outlandish takes. And it makes you wonder, kind of, with with her, right? Is you know, I, I think the big thing going out there right now is is she doing this for shock value just to get paid from the Republicans? Right. Does she truly believe this stuff? Right. Right. Because it almost makes you think. Like, I, I think I text you like, what? In what world is living as an African-American, yeah. right? In, yep. in America that she lived in, right? Yep. Um, some of the shit she says, so it, yeah. it's kind of crazy. I wish in some of those, especially the in this podcast and in other podcasts, and we're talking about the, the Joe Rogan podcast, number one, I think it's on a lot of lists you see, you know, the rankings for podcasts, or you can go to any site and find them, but he's consistently like top five in the country. The Joe Rogan, and right, I was every like... Every time he releases one, it's... it's typically the top five or top 10 on that list. Yep. Every time he puts one out. And I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be great when he was going at her in that or, you know, there's arguments on these podcasts. I would love a real-time meter. Like, maybe it's above each person's head or, like, it's just in your car. Like, who is actually believing what she's saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, 99% of the people are totally believing what Joe is saying. You are a moron on this other side. Because I just... Some of the stuff out there is, especially in the arguments, just uh, drive me insane. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned Joe Rogan, just that with him and Candace Owens, because the other, the, one of the ones I was going to bring today is called Gaslit Nation uh, with Andrea Chalupa and Sarah Kind Kind Kinzior. And it's once again we're talking in, we're diving into politics. Uh, but Gaslit Nation is these two journalists that have been embedded with the entire Trump Russia story since 2014 death threats to both of them. I mean, and they go through all the connections. So obviously you're going to have to be on our side of the aisle in terms of if you want to listen to this. But if you want facts and just a running account of all the things that make up today's daily releases about our president in Russia, these two ladies have been on it since the beginning when he first announced he was going to run. Uh, and have, like I said, they've gotten death threats. They get their one part where they're literally... Their phone, their iPhone, keeps playing a song that's about the death of a mother owl. Like, they don't know why. It's somebody hacked their phone and plays this death threat through this heavy metal rock band song. And they play it for you in the podcast. And it would hit their phones like 12 times a day. And it, like I, right? Like, what, like, at that point, I mean, I, I love journalists. Thank God they're doing their jobs. But, man, that make you think about maybe I put the pen down. Maybe, maybe oh, yeah. this isn't worth it. So, so I, I just looked this one up because this is yep. right up my alley. Yep. Into the politics and getting into what are the true facts of it. Yep. I, I, I'm definitely got to check this one out, man. I am in gold right now. I mean, just entrenched with what's going on with, yep. with this Russia and with all of this stuff and with the free speech and yep. the journalism and with what happened to Jimakov the other day. Oh, yes. It, you, this one is right up your alley. Gaslit Nation. Um, it's about 45 minutes each each section they, they put out there. Um, and both of them have been on all the major news networks uh, with their stories. 
But, um, you know, I played this one. I, this is funny. You know how fired up my mom gets about this stuff. So I played this for her when they were out here. <laughs> I think I almost gave her a stroke in the car <laughs> listening to all these facts. Uh, you know what I was talking to Kelly about before I give you my last new one? I feel like with the podcast in general, like if I go too long without a new one, I feel like my brain is starving. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, dude, I haven't thought deeply enough today. Like, I, I'm, I thank for the two songs that my kids played in this. They get about two songs, and I got to hear something. I don't care if it's sports, politics, in the dark. Like, I just need something that's going to make me think for ten minutes. Oh, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I, I'm only I'm only traveling um, about twice a week now down to my studio. Yeah, and, and that's my podcast time right outside of my cut right yard time. So, like, I'm going down there tomorrow, man. So I'm just been gearing up down. Yeah. <laughs> ready to hit the road right? my brain. You should have seen, speaking of my parents again, technologically illiterate, I was trying to get Pops for their drive back to Billings two days ago. They are leaving here. I said, Dad, you got like four of these podcasts you keep telling me you want to hear. Let me put the podcast app on your phone. Let me get you your aux cord because their car doesn't have a Bluetooth connection. Let me get you your aux cord and let me show you how to download this stuff. Because so, he's like, well, we're not going. We're going to be roaming charges. And I was like, slow down with all this roaming. Just download the episodes. <laughs> Is roaming? Hey, <laughs> no, that's what I said. <laughs> hey, the last. I know, man. It's uh, I don't think, and I still think they drove the fourteen hours in silence or with CDs. I think, you know, God. So my last one before we jump into some previous ones we recommended, uh, my last one for Listen Up out there, it's a guy that I actually taught at McKay High School. So this isn't one of those nationally acclaimed podcasts. This is just like, you know, Cross the Streams. It's a living room podcast. Uh, Greg Plater, the intellectual athlete. So African-American kid, grew up in L.A., moved to Salem, went to high school up here. I taught him at, at Salem, McKay High School. He played basketball at Long Beach State, uh, has had a professional career in Russia, Costa Rica, all over the place. And he's got his own podcast, but I, it's not about basketball. You know, it's about, he titles it, Redefining What It Means to Be an Intellectual Through Conversations about the intersection of sports, life, culture, social issues. And what I like about Greg's is he's got one word titles that keep it real simple. Masculinity, fundamentals, self-mastery, seeker. You know, like, and he, you know, it's, it's, it's not the greatest produced podcast. It's just like ours. You know, he's throwing equipment together, uh, but he's not afraid to bring on people and just talk himself about things that maybe a lot of people wouldn't assume a division one full scholarship played in Europe basketball player thinks about. So it's, it's similar. Like you and I love the now what podcast with Arian Foster. So this is, yeah. a you know, this is not as famous a person by any means, uh, but I wanted to give his podcast a shout out. We've had him as a guest on oh, our full it, episode. The, the intellectual athlete, Greg Plater. I think it's on SoundCloud. Yeah, check him out. There's a couple good ones on there. Uh, he talks about travel. He's been all over the world. Him and his uh, his girlfriend been all over the world, different countries. You know, that ain't my thing. I don't roll outside of the borders very often. So <laughs> just, you know, when he's talking about travel to new arenas, rhythms of life, diversity, uh, I, I appreciate what he's doing. Greg Plater, the intellectual athlete. Uh, but, Gay, let's go through, because we've had a ton of texts over the last couple of weeks since our last Listen Up. Some of our favorites have been putting out amazing content. Where do we want to start and send people to catch up on some great episodes? 
I, I think we've got to start with probably the best podcast um, season that I've that I've experienced thus far when I since diving into the Rebel podcast. The In the Dark episode, yep. or In the Dark season two with yep. Curtis Flower. Yep. I think we brought it up previously, right? As yep. a new podcast. Yep. But, you know, now that I've finished it, have you finished it? I'm on, se- epi- I'm on season two, episode four, episode five. Oh my gosh. And it gets even better. Right. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, again, we speak about just the injustice that the dead goes to. And yep. you wait till you get further down. I don't want to put any spoilers out there for you. Yeah. Uh, but. Some of the uh, the corruptness that continues to go on, um, yeah. it, 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 it's amazing, but it will have you just entrenched. I mean, I could not wait to continue to listen to that episode, but what was so cool about it is this, this season two, I mean, it drew me in so much. I was like, man, let me go back and check out season one. And yeah. Season one is... Um, have you even to that? Or, well, remember, I texted you time? because I said, hey, I started in the dark season one. I went there first before the Curtis Flowers. And it was in right. season one is about the kidnapping of like a 10 year old boy off his bike. Correct. Something like that. Right, right. And I like I literally like just and you know how it is now with with our kids that just like murdered me. Like I could not handle it. It was so and I, I'm sure they do an amazing job. I just felt it so internally, like I'm not letting my kid ride a bike ever again if I listen to this whole episode. And I was just so, but the, the ladies, I, I'd echo you in just their, the level of detail and how they move, they, you know, they tell you how they move to these areas where they're researching these, the crimes and, and the, the way they've been prosecuted. It's, uh, it's, you can't turn it off. Once you get one, you, it's yeah. not like you're going to stop and say, oh, I'll come back tomorrow. No, I got to finish this episode before I move on to anything. Oh, most definitely. I mean, the depth of their journalism and how they can get to individuals yes. to, uh, and, and find out information that law enforcement doesn't, oh. and then find all of the different mistakes and missteps around law enforcement. Yep. I mean, it blows your mind and really, again, makes you ask, right? Like, yep. And question everything that you've always known in regards to uh, whether law enforcement and did they really do your job? And, you know, in that season one yep. episode about Jacob Wetterling and. Uh, you know, what's, what's interesting is that, you know, I lived in Minnesota for eight or nine years, right? And that's uh-huh. where it took place, um, you know, up in the St. Cloud yeah. area, in a small town. Yeah. And uh, so I'd heard that name before, right? Because yeah. that was like a huge case, right? So they detail it all throughout their entire season, that, that whole um, kidnapping case, right? And step by step of the local PD and just all of their missteps yes. along the way. And what, what's crazy is uh, they had started this podcast and actually uh, had it almost ended in the last episode. And the the killer uh, was finally identified and, and convicted uh, like right in the middle of their ending of oh the podcast. Oh, my so they had God. A couple extra episodes. Yeah. Because it was a 27-year um, it had been unsolved for 27 years, and yeah. um, they finally found the killer. And I mean, it, it's, I highly recommend it. It's tough to hear if you have kids. I yes. Mean, it really is. Yep. I feel you on that aspect. Yep. Phenomenal work. Oh, it's amazing. Um, journalistic aspect. And once again, like these, and we, we talked about it before, these people, I know there's awards they win, right, for journalism, but if they're not doing these podcasts, like people don't realize the amazing in the the level of harm they might be putting themselves in 
when they're going like diving into these right. investigations like the, the the thing that was unbelievable to me that just struck me in the audio part of the Curtis Flowers especially in the early episodes when the dad of is it Bobo Bobo's dad you know Bobo's one of the murder victims so we we you know we don't want to say anything you know that's awful everybody's died but the dad and just I that was like of course this guy's going to get convicted down here of course he is Bobo's dad. All you gotta do is listen to him. Yeah. Oh man, that was it's tough. But it in the dark, catch up, season one, season two, wherever you're at, catch up. But realize it is gonna go dark. It is definitely it is, you're yeah, gonna yeah. here's another one that we texted about, and it's a it was an interesting mashup from Arian Foster, the now what episode 35 with Nick Wright. Because we've oh, talked yeah. about Nick Wright before. Just and if you guys don't know Nick Wright, he's brand new to FS1 this last year or so. He's got his own show with Chris Carter. He's been on Colin Cowherd's show. I know him because he's the co-president of the LeBron fan club with me. And uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all Shea Sharp, Nick Wright. Um, but Nick Wright went on there with Arian, and it started off in kind of a weird place when they were recapping when Nick Wright was in Houston, and he was just talking shit about Arian. So that was an interesting, but then it dove into one of the better America race, poverty, economic, in, I mean, it was an amazing discussion the two of them had for about an hour and a half. Absolutely. What's cool is you put me on to Nick Wright probably about a year ago. Yeah. Um, and I started following him on Twitter because you had talked about, you know, how much great insight he has. Yep. I think you just loved him, obviously, because he's a big LeBron fan <laughs> like yourself. Right. So I, I, I started watching, um, you know, his show with yeah. Carter and Vaughn. And, and, I mean, he's super smart guy, yes. right? I mean, uh, you know, with his, with his background and whatnot. And he comes from a very – and he speaks about his background in this, um, in this episode. But, you know, he's married to an African-American woman who had a, had a child. Yep. Right? And he talks about that kind of dynamic and about um, discipline and raising. Yeah. Um, I had African American son that isn't his, and he's yeah. white. I mean, that was really cool. Yeah, it's just that dynamic itself, right? Yep. But then, you know, and just really understanding race relations from um, his perspective and having that empathy. Yep. And, and kind of uh, being able to see that, you know, that's what you wish that you know us as all Americans have, right? It's just empathy for each other, right? Which you know you typically don't see from, um, you know different sides of the aisle yep. a lot. So they really go into that, which was really cool. Um, it was just a great discussion. I, I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, I shared that probably with five, ten people. Like, you, you got to listen to this. Uh, same thing, Arian's been ki- Arian was off for like, what, three, four weeks? He didn't do nothing. And now yeah. what? He had a starving. That's like three, four months, right? Yeah, but then he came back with, he before the Nick Wright episode, he had the guy on there talking about all the things that Facebook and Google know about you. And that was just like, holy God, I got to go dark. I got to get off the web because they've got me. I think that was episode 34, Big Brother with Dylan Curran. And that guy was like a, an Irish guy or an English guy with an accent. In English, yeah. Yeah, but he was just like, I know everything there is to know about how these companies, like just the fact, like I use Google Maps, right, on my old droid. And because they know where they map my life and know where when and where to advertise Starbucks to me because I got Google Google Maps on. Holy God! Chip, it's, it's crazy. I, I, I use it with my business right now. I, I I have a social 
media uh, agency that I hired. Yeah. They do target marketing. Yes, sir. So they're able to, you know, be a Facebook, be an Instagram, anything that anybody's ever liked before. They can go into their purchase records of, you know, have they yep. owned gym memberships before. They're, I mean, you name it, they're able to directly target individuals so that they're seeing my feed on a regular basis. Uh-huh. Tell, you know what's funny? I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about that because I have seen, and obviously I liked your page, but I've seen a huge increase in my Instagram and my Facebook of specifically your Orange Theory Club. And we used Facebook, we used social media targeting for our camp and tripled our, like like the guy that advised me, same, I'm similar, it's probably the same company that you used. He was like, oh, you'll print money while you're sleeping. Just, just we'll, we'll tell you exactly where those moms are that need to send their kids to camp. And he wasn't lying. We went over our, our what we wanted, we went over it by 30 kids. Oh, it, 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 it's expensive, but the ROI you get on it, I mean, it's a no-brainer. You think about what what used to be advertising, right? Yep. Is direct mail used to be the thing, right? So that the idea is you would buy uh, thousands and thousands of these direct mail pieces, and you're basically just taking it and you're throwing it up in the air and hoping it just lands right. wherever, right? That's right. Whoever, right? Yeah. Because you're just going to land to people that have no interest in your product, but that's what direct mail was, and it was super expensive, right? Yeah. Where now they can just target into people that they know have a specific interest in your business, so your money is going um, to individuals that have a potential to buy um, or be interested in your service. So, I yes. mean, it makes so much sense, but it is really scary. I mean, listen, after I listened to that episode, I kid you not, I, I went and I'd always seen people that cover on their, their like MacBook or whatnot yeah. and cover the, the camera with a piece of tape or yes. black tape or something. Did you do that? I, I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm on my computer right now. I have the black tape. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. It's it was scary as hell, man. It was um, on a positive side. Well, no, because the thirty six episode thirty six for now what where he brought the fan on. The Arian always does that. How cool is that concept? I'm Kane and I just talked about it last night. We're doing it. We don't got as many fans as Arian, but we're getting somebody on here with us. (laughs) And I tried to get on there. I sent so many submissions because it was a tweet. Remember. Oh, I, tw- I, right, right. I tweeted him a bunch of stuff. I didn't get picked. <laughs> but if I ever do, it's going to well, be great. Well, I, I, well, in all fairness, this guy's story that they picked, I mean, he's a pretty interesting guy. Oh, it was right? awesome. He's an immigrant from Mexico, yep. right? He's, and, and he's gay, right? Yep. Yep. So, I mean, his story was amazing, right? Their conversation, that's what I love about Aaron. I mean, he could take a total stranger yep. and it can be just a fascinating conversation. Yes, absolutely. How much did you learn from that? episode i mean oh. i've learned so much about immigration and the immigration the phone, part right? was amazing because you know you think you know and you like you're like hey i'm on the right side of this debate you know i'm on the good side and then you just like oh hearing about the slums in mexico city and holy cow i like what you what adrian said where i mean arian said in a utopia you would hope to have open borders where we're all just fine with right. each other right but of course, humanity, and we've all talked about this, Arian and I are kind of on the pessimistic side, as are you, I'm sure, about human beings in general. Arian's like, they'll never let that happen. <laughs> oh, God. No, no way. Well, what blew me away about the episode that I, I guess I never really thought much about, right? Because the argument is always, like, for immigrants to come in, just do it the legal way. Just right. Do it the legal way, right? Well, I can just do it the legal way and, and wait like everybody else. And I kind of thought, and this guy, he did it the legal way. 
and he's talking about at a minimum it cost him twenty grand to right. lawyer fee. Right. And that blew my mind. Like, yep. and I'm thinking, how in the hell are these people like? And he yep. luckily had the means to do it. Right. Right. But you know, ninety-nine percent of the immigrants that want to get in this country, they're coming because they don't have a dime. Poverty. Right. Yeah, they right. don't have a pot to piss in. Right. You know, and to do it, so and that that kind of blew me away because I never had really thought about it from just the money aspect of what it cost. Right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, what about our so our escape from too deep deep thinking? Our Joe Buttons and our I am Rappaports. Button has. Dude, I'm telling you. When you texted me the other day, and you said, uh, "What did you say about you finally, you know, coming out of the East Coast when you always hear somebody say son, like, yes. what's up, son? Like, yes, I had no idea. Like, I had no idea because I call my son because he shines like one. I had no idea. None. I've been going to hip hop school the last three weeks with Budden. The ops, the ops had me dying. I was. The opposition, that was funny. Oh, was funny. Joe, every day, man, I hear something. They were talking about the latest one, about the differences in DJ styles, you know, when they were talking about Flex and DJ Clue. And, all, and I was like, right. man, I don't know none of this. I claim to be a. I am. I absolutely do not live hip hop. I am strictly an observer. I've come to that conclusion. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I'm with you on the most of it, but the sun thing, I, I didn't know that. But yeah. You had me dying when, when you texted me that. <laughs> but they've been going on. That's the only way for everybody out there. We're talking about the Joe Budden podcast, which, which David brought up on the very first listen up. Every week when they intro or they break down somebody's new release, I go listen to it. It's only it's, I've, it's it's actually improved my music listening because if they talk about an album or a single or a record, I go hear I go listen to I pause the podcast, go listen to it, and then listen to their critique. It's the only way I've gotten new music into my life. Way well, to be young, man. Yes. Knowing what's going on. Right. What about the? Did you listen to the one where what? God, what is it? Safari got booed off the the court in New York, and then they called him on the show and booed him. Oh my God! Nah, I, that. I was dying. I don't know who Safari is. I think he used to date Nicki Minaj, but he got his ass booed off the stage in New York City. And Budden has his phone number, so they all called him and booed him when he picked up the phone. Oh God! Uh, but God. what no, has uh, what's what's how much fun did those guys sound like they're having? Honestly, you know, right? We need that setup. We need a, a basement that's totally outfitted. We have somebody smart like Parks or any, or Savon that's doing actually, you know, the production of the podcast, and all we got to do is talk. Oh, we would murder. <laughs> so, but we got to get into what kind of consumed the, the sports world for the last week or, or two prior to LeBron opening this school. And yep. The, 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 what happened on CJ McCollum's pull-up. Oh, you, yes. Did, did Go did there. I, li- I only listened to like, I probably, I listened to the interview with KD and I was fine. You know, I didn't really think much of it. And then a day later, I didn't see CJ's tweet until a day later where he said, you, you, you left your brothers and came back with the bullies who beat him up. And then it just went <laughs> boom. <laughs> well, I mean, it exploded, right? Because the podcast, so the, the conversation those two had, I thought was great, right? You can yep. know that. You know that they're truly friends, right? Right. The banter they're going back and forth, where they were kind of, you know, uh, 
talking shit with each other. Right. The thing, but the, I guess the thing I didn't get, right, on the, the, the Twitter where it kind of exploded and they had a little back and forth, which I still didn't think was a big deal. Even when KD responded yeah. and said snakes in the grass, I still kind of took it as, you know, they're, they're still playing around. But, man, the comments oh. went bananas. Yes. And, uh, but people were really kind of saying to, to, to DJ McCollum that he wouldn't say it to his face. Like, they didn't listen to the podcast. Right. He just straight up told him he was it was a soft move in the pocket. Right. Yes, exactly. Do you, what, where are you at with KD in general? Like, what you see the one he said recently where the guy I wasn't, this is the real me in Golden State, the guy I was in Oklahoma City was the phony? You buy that? Yeah. I, I, I think, I do, because I, I think he's just evolved and grown, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if, the, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I like his verbiage of where he was saying the guy in OKC was a phony. Yeah. I, I think that was probably the real him, but I think he's just grown and evolved. Yeah. To the point now where, uh, he's comfortable in his own skin and just doesn't give a shit. That, right? that's, that's what I was about to say. Like he's he's all out of shit fucks to give, right? Right, right. You know, this is the guy. You know, he he's made all the money in the world. He he's uh, great with philanthropy and, and giving back in his community and just does all this and just really is at the point now he just doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care what people think. Right. Or he. I, I don't know if I believe that so much. He doesn't care because I still think he got some rabbit ears. Yes. He, yes. He, I mean, he, he, you know, you, you got to have some rabbit ears if, you, if you're running multiple burner accounts. Right. 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 Accounts. You know, that's funny that you say the rabbit ears because the first time I heard that about like a professional player was about Alex Rodriguez. Remember, he was always tanking in the playoffs, just awful. And then I started thinking, like, man, it's a good damn thing. That Kip Ione doesn't coach in the NBA because I got rabbit ears too. Like I read everything, you know. I hear everything. Like that, you know. It's like a, like you like Katie is very hyper vigilance. The wrong word. Like you just absorb a lot and take in a lot. But you now he's like, you know what? I'm gonna respond to that bullshit. I'm not, I'm not putting up with that. I, I get it. I get it. That's the cool thing between both him and uh, CJ McCollum because they both are very interactive. On, yep. on yep. Twitter and these social media sites and if somebody's talking shit to them they talk right back So, but I think you know it's a double-edged sword because they get killed for it but then that's what we want right? right. we want them to be involved and to be we want to know who the real person is so you know yep. I, I think when you're you're that big of a uh, of a of a figure right you, you just can't win unfortunately right because if you're too quiet then people say they don't know you you're hiding something but then when you're you Yep. Yep. Oh, yes. That's a great point because the the conversation around Kawhi Leonard has completely flipped to where we don't know this guy. Who is he? It used to be, oh, he's such a quiet all star. He's just like Tim Duncan. And before now, it's like, oh, he's the devil. Oh man, come on. So I want to say that I got I got one more great um, episode. Okay, I'm ready. That I, I listened to recently. It was. Uh, Bill Simmons podcast. We talked about Bill yep. Simmons in his podcast before. Yep. But uh, the episode with Jay Williams. Oh uh, yes, you texted me that. Yes. I'm a big Jay Williams fan, and I, ever since I, uh, I I read his biography, I think it's called Life Life Isn't an Accident, something like that, mm-hmm. uh, where it details kind of his his uh, motorcycle crash that kind of derailed his NBA career, right? Yeah. And he was the number two pick in the NBA. Uh, but the 
uh, episode with Bill Simmons, I mean, they go, they go kind of go all over the board with topics in the NBA. But I just love Jay Williams because, man, just a guy that, you know, you think anybody from Duke is just going to be a homer for Duke, right? Right, right. But Jay Williams, he's not afraid, man. He's just going to tell you how it is. He's going to tell you who he thinks is good, who isn't good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he talks yeah. a lot of shit. But, I mean, he does it in such a way, but I'm a big fan of his. And he recently came out, I don't know if you've seen it, on a YouTube series that uh, I think is executive produced by LeBron. The one, one by LeBron and, and Maverick Carter? Yeah. Yes. It's dope. It's dope. No, that's, um, I, I remember you, I still got that one queued up. I got to get to that one. Um, Simmons, I, I'm, I was always a Simmons guy with when he was writing only. Like, I got him, I got an autographed book by him. When he, t- I like when he brings on certain guests on his podcast, but some of those writers, they don't got any business being on there talking about. They could, they should just write it because when they talk about it, it drives me nuts. But I'm definitely gonna listen to the to the Jay Williams one. Hey man, before we go, how's the studio? How, how's it going? It's been open for a while. How we doing? So we're about uh, we're coming up on three weeks. This Friday being open, man, we had a great grand opening. Um, members are absolutely loving it my team is coming together it's been super successful start man i i, I couldn't be happier well, I, I gotta take that back you can always be happy right you can always just it could always be better but it's been a great start man what does it look for for people that you know we've talked about on here before what orange theory is i just did a 6 15 a.m class this morning by the way 2000 meter road day i want to kill myself um but what does it look like as the owner of a fitness facility how, what is that success? Is it just your membership number? Is it the feedback you're getting from the from the people after the workouts? Well, what does that look like for you? Right, I think there's a couple components to that because if, if you're worried just about, you know, your, your membership and your monthly revenue and that, that automated draft that's coming out every day, that's only going to last for so long, right? Yeah. Then you're probably taking your, your eye off the ball in terms of your service and your cleanliness standards. And, you know, so that that's what... It, it, it kind of all boils down to obviously success from a monetary standpoint is, you know, we, we, we've got to be driving new membership, yeah. right? And, and continually having new membership come through the door and building our monthly revenue base. But then that's just the beginning of it. Then it's how do we keep those members? Because if you know anything about the gym industry, man, um, the competition out there is stiff. Mm-hmm. There's a gym on every street corner. Yeah. And, uh, the consumer has a lot of choices. So how do you keep them there? And that's the hard part. Gotcha. Right? I, I listened to a statistic the other day that if a hundred people start a gym membership in, in January, by the following um, January, a year later, maybe ten of those people would be at the same gym. Jeez. Yeah. So that's the type of turnover that you're battling. Wow. Right? Hey, is that does that now I'm I'm putting on my Arian Foster pessimistic hat. Is that simply because humans can't commit? Like we that's too hard. Well, I, yeah, I, 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 I think uh, naturally there's there's that with with exercise, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's just hard for people, especially um, I think here in America, with so many different um, distractions, right? Yeah. In entertainment, right? You're, if you're not just competing with in, in the gym industry, you're in fitness industry. You're not just competing with other fitness gyms and studios. You're competing with movie theaters. You're competing. Yeah. Um, competing with all these other entertainment um, stuff out there, yeah. right? Uh, so it's a constant battle to keep people um, entertained. They'll come up with any and every excuse not to be, be healthy, right. right? So that's where 
you know, it's super important that as you're you're training and developing a staff that, I mean, you dig a little bit deep. When people talk about they want to cancel because of a money factor, all right, then let's let's really look at your money. Like, right. And, and that's where building relationships, like, you're spending uh, $12 a day on, on, on Starbucks coffee. Right. <laughs> let's, let's really get into you. You can't afford, you know, basically a dollar a day for a membership. Right. So, Right. Well, that 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 makes a lot of sense. One of the things I like about the Orange Theory here, and I'm sure you guys do similar things, like they just announced today when we're all stretching. I think this has got to be a, a business. This has to be part of your business plan. They're all exhausted. They're stretching. They can barely breathe. Please now go go sell them all the cool things they should be doing with us. Because today we got uh, the minor league baseball team. There's an Orange Theory night. They're paying 63, 66% of the gate. You just got to pay 10 bucks. You get beer, hot dog, and a ticket. They're doing a school supplies drive. They're doing a block party with the Qdoba and the Jersey Mike's next door. And I love that the coaches were like, hey, you do your workout that day. Come back. You can have your greasy burrito and you'll be fine. I like that realistic approach to it. It was awesome. Everything in moderation. That's why you work out, right? That's right. David Gunn, the podcast guru. Listen up segment. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. Side break.